This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. I have a personal announcement, though. Uh, I'm placing a personal bounty on the head of Tim McCracken. He's the coach and chief punk on that Syracuse team. A, a bounty? Yeah. A hundred bucks of my own money for the first of my men that really nails that creep. Uh, that's eight o'clock at the War Memorial, the uh, Syracuse, and the all-new Charleston Chiefs. Thanks, Rich. Eh, not to worry, kid. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. As always, I am your host, Lance Descott. The Blues had a huge five-goal game against the Penguins, but last night against the Oilers, it wasn't just the goals that were scored. It was the way the Blues dominated. They only allowed 17 total shots on goal. We've been wondering when Jaden Swartz is going to break out of his slump. He's been playing hard all season. People wanted him traded before the trade deadline. But I think we can all see that this guy's got a lot of talent. Last year, a lot of players around the league were calling him one of the most underrated players in the league and he would get the scoring started in the first period. Schwartz gets into Perron to the net for Sundquist, and he never got it on goal. And now Perron again. Hands it for Schwartz. Shoots. He scores! Schwartz! one nothing for the good guys! A good start to the game from this line of David Perron, who has had his stick on the puck and dangling like you read about. This is the first setup to the far side. Good keeping, and from a very severe angle, Jaden Schwartz somehow looks one way and beats the goaltender who's flat on the goal line over the glove. Brian makes a good pass to Sundquist in front of the net. It misses him. He never gets to it. The puck goes over in the corner. Delzato gets it, gets it back to Perron. Perron sees Jaden Schwartz coming from behind the net, gets it to Jaden Schwartz, And I don't know what Edmonton was thinking. They just kind of watched him. Jaden skated towards the face-off circle, got right in front of the face-off dot, and just put a brilliant shot that just went in on the glove side of Koskinen and gave the Blues a one to nothing lead. A bad angle taken by Koskinen and a great shot by Jaden Schwartz on that goal. That goal by Schwartz would be his eighth of the year. Perron gets his 20th assist. Delzato gets his 8th assist. 11 minutes, 41 seconds in. The Blues are up 1 to nothing. And in all honesty, it should have been much more than that. It could have very easily been 2 to 3 nothing after the first period. The Blues outplayed him. They outshot him 13 to 5 and definitely had a lot more opportunities than Edmonton did. And that's just due to hard work by the Blues. There would be two penalties in the first period. Both of them high sticking, but neither team could capitalize on their power play opportunities in that period. The second period would be a very similar story. The Blues just worked hard and put pressure on Koskinen, put pressure on Edmonton's defense, a lot of crisp passing, a lot of great scoring opportunities. They outshot Edmonton 15 to 8. They would score several goals, and the first one in the second period would be just 27 seconds in by Alex Petrangelo. He'll drop it off, but a good stick there by Dunn to break it up. And Sundquist for Schwartz. 
for Petrangelo. He's in the clear. In on goal, Shanks. He scores! A great pass by Jaden Schwartz down the left side. And he healed it, toes it perfectly to the reach of the captain, Alex Petrangelo. And Petrangelo earlier, as we just showed you, on this, he had a chance to go high glove as he did in the last period. But here, he gets the goalie to bite. An excellent play as the goalie comes out to challenge. Now he's stuck and he can't move backwards or laterally. And a great offensive play there. Great exit from the defensive zone. Sunquist to Schwartz, Schwartz to Petrangelo. Petrangelo knew what he was going to do with that puck. He didn't shoot it too soon. Took it right into the net. Koskinen come out about a foot in front of the crease. And by that time, when he committed that far out at that moment, Petrangelo had him. Deeks him a little bit, goes to a stick side, puts it in the net, and the Blues take a 2 to nothing lead. That goal by Petrangelo would be his 13th of the year. Schwartz gets his 24th assist. Sunquist gets his 14th assist. A huge two-goal lead for the Blues. And like I said earlier, Edmonton's very fortunate. It's just 2 to nothing. But the Blues weren't done. Just as they poured the offense on against the Penguins, they continued to pour it on against Edmonton. Edmonton looked overmatched. Koskinen looked lost. Jaden Schwartz would get his ninth of the year and second of the game, five minutes, 42 seconds in to put the Blues up three to nothing. Now Schwartz, and he goes back to the line, but Dunn cannot get over. And the Blues have to reset at center ice. Dunn fires it back in. Weathers back at full strength. Schwartz a drive. He scores! Schwartz! Either through the rune or off the rune, and it's 3 nothing. Well, Pat Maroon's in front of the net, like always. Whether it's Jaden Schwartz cleanly or whether it glanced off number seven, we'll find out. What a pass goal by the birthday boy. Bozak looks one way. A seeing eye pass here. He drills it right to the middle. Does it hit anybody here? Can't tell. I don't think anybody in the blue sweaters care. Seconds are winding down on the Blues power play. They can't keep the puck in. It goes out to around center ice. Dunn gets it, just decides to shoot it in. It goes around the boards, ends up on Bozak's stick. He sees Schwartz coming in, puts it on Schwartz's stick. Maroon's in front of the net screening Koskinen. And I don't think there's anything Koskinen could have done on that goal. And the Blues go up three to nothing. That goal would be Schwartz's second of the night and ninth of the year. Bozak gets his 20th assist. Dunn with that dump in gets his 20th assist. Five minutes, 42 seconds in. The Blues can do no wrong. We all know how much we missed David Perron when he was gone. Now that he's back, he's been playing pretty well for a guy who missed as many games as he had. And just like Schwartz last night, Perron had a huge game. He gets his 19th of the year. And the Blues go up four to nothing. Trying to work through the slot, a drive, saved by Stolarz. Right to Bollmeister, tipped by Perron. Off the pad, and now they score! David Perron fakes it in, and it's four nothing. Referee's going to make sure across the goal line. David Perron banked this off the goaltender, Anthony Stolarz, the one-time Philadelphia Flyer prospect. He was traded in return with Cam Talbot, who will be an unrestricted free agent. Perron now with a goal and one assist in this game. The first one glances off the side of the net. Second one off the goaltender. Ken Hitchcock takes Koskinen out of the net, puts in Stolarz after that third goal, just hoping he'd give his team some type of spark. It didn't work. Bollmeister takes the initial shot. Perron's right there. He keeps trying to put it in the net. 
Finally, with his hard effort, he hits it off of Stolarz. It does go over the goal line, and the Blues are up four to nothing. That goal by Perron would be his 19th of the year. Bomeister, the initial shot, gets his 12th assist. Sunquist gets his second assist of the night, his 15th of the year. The Blues are just rolling it four to nothing. You knew with a Ken Hitchcock coach team, you were going to get some type of push from the Oilers. And that push came late in the second period when Ryan Nugent Hopkins would get his 24th goal of the year and finally get Edmonton on the scoreboard. Penalty coming up to the Blues. You're late in the second period. Andre Sekera hanging onto it. Nice pass to Lucic. Lucic right back to Sekera. Now to Lucic. Here comes a shot from Adam Larson right on the doorstep. Oh. What a save by Bennington. As he robbed Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Nugent that, Hopkins pleading his case. They might have a look at this one. This one might be a goal. This one was close. Oh, yeah, baby. Yep. There it is. 4-1 now for the Edmonton Oilers. You know, the, the Oilers, since the fight, they've had some jump. Yep. And yep. now they get that one. That's in this situation where you're chasing for a playoff spot. That was definitely going to be counting as a goal. You're chasing a playoff spot. Every little bit helps you never out of a game. The Oilers take advantage of a delayed penalty against the Blues. They keep the puck in the offensive zone with some crisp passing. Larson gets a shot. It goes off the boards behind Bennington right in front of the net. Ryan Nugent Hopkins right there. Then he puts it past Jordan Bennington to make it 4-1. to one. Nugent Hopkins gets his 24th of the year. Larson gets his 15th assist. Lucic with some very good passing in that scoring sequence gets his 13th assist of the year, 18 minutes, 28 seconds in. They're kind of creeping back in it a little bit. They're starting to get a little confident, and that confidence would continue. 55 seconds later, Zach Cassian gets his 13th of the year to make it a much closer 4-2 game. Zach Cassian now. Cassian. Hangs onto it. Cassian still has it. Wrap around attempt. Did he put that one in? Did he we'll or did see. he not? He's saying, Zach Cassian saying that he did. They're going to have a look at this one, too. <laughs> Zach saying he definitely got the goal. 32.9 seconds to go in this second period. The Oilers have come alive. Zach makes a real tight turn the net after a nice little nifty play. Oh, that one there looks it like it's over the line, too, just right where the skate is in the net. It looks like the puck is right there in the pad, definitely over the line from that angle. And we are going to have the Oilers crawl back into this game. A little toe drag, come around. Thank you very much. Nice play by Zach Cassian. Cliff Baum puts the puck out of his own zone. It goes to Cassian. Cassian brings it in. Delzato's a D-man that has to take him. Cassian makes Delzato just look very, very bad. He goes around the goal. Bennington overcommits to the other side of the net because he thinks Cassian's possibly going to go to that side. When Cassian goes for the wraparound, Bennington can't get back in time to make the save, and it's now 4-2. to two. That goal by Cassian would be his 13th of the year. Cliffbaum gets his 18th assist. This is a much closer game, but in all actuality, I don't think most Blues fans were really, really worried. They've been scoring at will in this game. Going into the third period, the Blues continued to pour it on. 16 shots on goal to four for Edmonton. And the Blues would get three more goals in this period. And the first goal of the period, just six minutes in, would be on a power play. David Perron gets his second of the night and 20th of the year. 
to make it five to two. Father there by Cave. Shen back to Petrangelo. And then back for Shen. In front, tip, they score! David Perron, I believe, what a play! And a power play goal makes it 5-2. That's one of those big goals in the game. Just based on what happened late in the second period, you don't want to give the Edmonton Oilers an opportunity to get any closer. And this has sucked some of the life out of the visiting Oilers. Good play by Petrangelo to walk the line. Gets it back to Shen. And what a redirection there by David Perron. Magician with his stick, almost on the forehand side of his blade as he's trying to do a little Cirque du Soleil that he learned in Las Vegas nice. and tip that puck in the net. Shen shoots a puck towards the net. David Perron's in front of the net. Deflects it with his stick as it's starting to go in. He lifts his one skate up. It goes right through. And the Blues are up 5-2. to two. That goal by Perambia's 20th of the year. Shin gets his 32nd assist. Petrangelo gets his 22nd assist. Power play goal six minutes in. But the Blues weren't done. They didn't let up. They didn't go into a defensive lockdown. They continued to put pressure on Stolarts and the Edmonton defense. And now tip the head to Maroon. And then Bozak for Thomas. He comes in and a drive on the catch save by Stolarz. Maroon wraparound, he scores! A fighting a goal for Maroon in this game. Well, before the game, we talked to Craig Maruby about the confidence that Pat Maroon has shown recently. It's how he handles the puck. It's how long he keeps it on his stick. He's been toe-dragging, reverse toe-dragging, handling the puck with so much confidence. He's always been a big guy going back to his bandit days with really good mitts. The initial shot by Thomas. Maroon gets the rebound, comes around the goal, puts it in the net. Stolarts definitely lost track of that puck, had no idea where the puck was. And when he figured it out, it was too late. Maroon puts it in, and the Blues are up 6-2. to two. That goal by Maroon would be his eighth of the year. Thomas with the initial shot gets his 21st assist. And Bozak gets his 21st assist. 13 minutes, 22 seconds in. What a comfortable lead. But they weren't done. Everybody wanted Schwartz to get the hat trick or Perron to get the hat trick. Let's get to this clip and see which one of these guys would get their hat trick. And that was kept away by Stolarz. And played around the wall. Pareko to Bozak. Now Schwartz in front, yes, he scores! The hat-trick! His fourth hat-trick! And the hats come pouring down here on Enterprise Center Ice. Jaden Schwartz, a player like that who has struggled with his confidence in scoring goals, his plays near the net, and now he's got some swagger going on right here. And he scores the first goal like he's done many times before. Sets up Petrangelo early in the second period. The pass from Bozak, that's in the net as well. And now you take it a step further here. Good play by Bozak behind the net, who feeds it out to Sanford, and then Schwartz just casually fires it in. He doesn't even respond. He doesn't even put his arms up. Ah, I love this reaction by Schwartz. Perfect shot. It's a 7-2 lead. No need to put your arms up and celebrate too heartily. But that's a hat trick for Schwartz. I know all Blues fans are happy for Schwartz to get this hat trick. He has struggled so much this year, putting pucks in the net, continues to work hard, 
His hard work paid off last night, and the Blues win this one 7-2. That goal by Schwartz will be his 10th of the year. Sanford gets his 9th assist. Bozak gets his 22nd assist. 18 minutes, 48 seconds in. Let's go ahead and head to the stats of the game. 44 shots on goal for the Blues. Just 17 for the Oilers. Face-off battle, 53% for the Blues. 47% for the Oilers. The Oilers were 0 for 1 on the power play. The Blues were 2 for 6. And I'll take 33.3% on the power play all the time. The Oilers had hit the Blues 21 to 15. They blocked more shots than the Blues 12 to 10. They gave the puck away six times, and the Blues gave the puck away twice. Let's go ahead and head to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from Jaden Schwartz, David Perron, and of course Craig Berube. Uh, it's a nice feeling. Maybe you grip the stick a little bit less when you see a couple going in, and see a little bit more than that. And um, you know, obviously. Uh, you know, the line mates and other players make great plays on those goals. And, um, yeah, some nights they just seem to find a way, and some nights they don't. Have you ever scored one like that, going against the grain and being able to snap uh, one? First one? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. It was, uh, I think he was leaning a little bit and opened up a little bit of room. Were you able to see any space at all on that one, or are you just trying to put it on net and hope it goes in? Or did you uh, I was kind of, I can't remember, I think I was looking, I think I was looking past at first, but then I had a little bit more time to walk in. Um, so I was a little bit surprised by that, and then I just tried getting off quick. You kept working and working and working throughout all this. Does it maybe show that perseverance play pays off? Yeah, I think there's a lot of different things that go into it, and um, mindset-wise, and um, yeah, there's obviously some frustrating times, and uh, you know, when the team's winning, obviously that helps. We've had some some great years so far by a lot of players, and um, you know, picked up the slack for for other guys maybe who weren't uh, feeling it offensively as much. When you're able, yeah. you were looking forward to playing with Schwartz, yeah. and he's got this capability. Yeah, why not? We always joke around. Yeah, he actually brings it up to me a lot that when I play with him, uh, I get hat tricks because I got two against Calgary in the in the last uh, two years, and he was on the on the line. Uh, so. It's glad to kind of turn it around on him a little bit, and uh, it was just funny. Like uh, we both had two there, so we, obviously it was it was nice that one of the two got one. You see some of the shots that he scored tonight. You, you feel like you're almost amazed that he doesn't have more with just the accuracy that yeah. he was able to score uh, tonight. I don't know, amazed whatever the word, but uh, it's nice. I think he scored different ways. Like the to me, the second goal was impressive. Quick, uh, quick shot there, and obviously the third goal is a pretty heavy shot. Um, the first one, not much of an angle. It looked like a, a Vladdy shot there. So, um, yeah, it's good. We we need him scoring, and a uh, uh, couple more hat tricks. He's going to feel good about himself. Speaking of scoring goals in usual ways, you had a couple of interesting ones uh, tonight. That, that first one, did you, you just, it looked pretty obvious that that might be there if you could control get control of the puck, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, great play by Bo. He sees that I'm coming around the net, so. Um, he's, he's being patient. He, it's kind of a Crosby tip that we call kind of like uh, on the side of that there. And I missed it, but uh, glad I, I kind of stayed with it. And um, yeah, second one, I don't know if I could redo that one, but it worked out. Where, where did, what uh, part of your body did it? The, the second one? Yeah. My stick? Oh, yeah, yeah, stick. from behind, yeah. 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 Behind the back. My hockey stick, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, a little bit of both because a lot of times I, I thought he was looking for Ori and um, I was going to look for a rebound something. And 
but good movement on that one. I, it's nice. I think this unit we can play. We can all play uh, the different positions, and uh, I think that's going to throw something different at, at teams, and uh, it's good. You talked about that this morning. Is that part of the reason why you felt like you guys could be effective because you do bring different elements and, and, and effective elements? Well, I gained a lot of confidence playing that spot last year in Vegas. Uh, didn't score too many goals on the power play, but I had a, had a lot of uh, assists, created a lot of uh, chances for the other guys. And, um, and it's, it's interesting because obviously you don't think of that spot for me maybe right away, but um, the situation that we were in last year kind of gave me that opportunity. And uh, I'm glad that I can do this again this year. And um, I'm, I'm trying to be sharp every puck touches. I need to keep doing that, uh, whether it's practice or, or in the game as we, as we keep going. And um, obviously in, in playoffs, the, the power plays are huge. Tonight's a pretty good example of Yeah, a lot of good things. Uh, um, Sunquist line obviously had a real good game. Um, Schwartz with the hat trick, Perron a couple goals. Um, start of the, we had a real good start of the game. We, we came out with the right mindset in this game and uh, played our game, which is what we were, what we wanted to do. What, what can this maybe do for a like this for Oh, for sure. I think, you know, obviously it's going to give them confidence, you know. Um, when, you, when, you know, a player like that that's, you know, hasn't uh, produced the way he wanted, wants to and, um, you know, we expect him to, it's tough. And, you know, getting a hat trick tonight um, will give him confidence for sure. Yeah, I think you got three guys that um, really – can hang on to the puck in the offensive zone and do things. And that's, you know, to me, that's how they created a lot of their opportunities tonight and, and goals. Just hanging on to the puck, you know, strong on it. All three of them are strong on it. And, um, you know, they could have had more. Perron hit a couple posts. I mean, they had they had a lot of good chances. We asked you this morning if you were surprised by Perron, so we'll ask you again. <laughs> Um, well, no, what I've seen this year from him, um, he's, it's, it's tough to get the puck off him. He's, he hangs on to it. He's strong. Um, he's a real good one-on-one -on -one player. Um, and, and today's game and the rules and everything, it's hard to get the puck off him. He wasn't going to go into specific details, but he mentioned that you had talked about all these well, whatever, if that's what, what made it happen, I don't know. But, you know, there was at that point in time, and I think um, there were some things that we just needed to talk about. And it, you know, it's worked out, and here we are. Is okay? I, yeah, I, yeah, he'd be fine. I think he's fine. No more tomorrow on him, but he should be fine. How could that second goal? How could he play that better? That second round? The second one? Yeah. Uh, well, I think what we'd like to see is um, Del Zotto go right at Cassian at that point. I think that maybe uh, Del Zotto was worried about if there was somebody coming in from behind him. And, you know, so Bennington was, 
you know, he had to play the shot there too and just got caught out a little bit too much. And Cassian actually made a nice little move at the with the wraparound. It was quick. You know, I'm not sure, you know, uh, as a goalie if, you know, he could have got over there quicker or not or maybe maybe just didn't, maybe overplayed the shot a little bit too much. I'd have to watch it and talk to our goalie coach about that stuff. Response. Oh, definitely. I thought we got a little casual after uh, we made it 4 nothing, Not right away, but a little bit after that and just kind of playing. And it's a dangerous team. They got real good players. That, and they capitalized on a couple goals. And now we kind of come out in the third period and had to play a real strong third period, which we did. I think there's always movement. You know, I the line. I think the lines have been, you know, when we have um, stretches of games, our lines are pretty set. I think you know, there's always injuries and things like that, so you got to move guys around. You know, it's that's always going to be up and down and changing, depending on who's going, who's not going, injuries and things like that. So. You yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I think we have, you know, four solid lines tonight, you know, in my opinion. I think it was Pedro Schwartz in there said that you guys touched a little bit on, you know, playing the, the teams that aren't in the playoff. <clears throat> Do you think that had an impact on how you guys did Well, I, I guess, like, you know, we brought that up this morning about our record with teams uh, – bottom 10 teams or whatever and um, the top 10 teams and it's a significant dif difference so that's got to change that's just mindset for uh, for us um, just preparation and uh, I thought that you know we, uh, we were really happy with our first period just a great overall game sure there were some mistakes but I'm not concerned at all this team is trending in an area to where they're not allowing a lot of shots and they're not allowing a lot of goals. They've got a game coming Thursday night against the Red Wings. I wish the Red Wings were still in the Western Conference. It's just not the same when the Blues play them. I miss the rivalry. they got a huge game coming up Saturday against the Lightning. We all know what the Lightning can do. They're the best team in the league. Strong defense, strong goaltending, strong offense. A lot of people think Kucherov is just an offensive guy. He's not just an offensive guy. He can mess around with you a little bit, too. He's got an attitude. So it's going to be a tough game Saturday. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Make sure if you haven't listened to it, check out my episode where Grant Fuhrer and I talk about what's going on around the NHL. We talk about Jake Allen, Jordan Bennington, and so much other stuff. And don't forget next month, Grant's going to be joining me again for his special episode, which we call A View from the Crease. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.